0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmain and BlackBerry. Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjay Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjay Gall. Hello,
2: everyone, and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOtalknetwork.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter and look for this show as hashtag leadership. Our topic for today is uh, keeping your edge as a seasoned leader, and I have with me Kevin Larson, who is the Vice President and Chief Information Officer with AAR Corporation. Hi, Kevin. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good morning.
2: Good morning to you. So uh, this year, 2017, how is it treating you?
3: It's been uh, great so far. Uh, it's exciting time. Um, business is going well, uh, personal life is going well, everything, uh, I'm very pleased.
2: You know, I could not find a better guest than you for this show, because when it comes to being a seasoned leader, man, you've paid your dues. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. And, I and it was and, funny and, when yeah, you reached out. Yeah, and and you know, so, so the reason we wanted to uh, cover this topic, because of course we talk a lot about how to develop leaders who are aspiring and take them to the next level, or maybe dealing with leadership in general. Uh, when you're dealing with problems you have at hand. But after you've spent number of years doing not the same thing, maybe the variety is there, but still you are the CIO, you're at the top dealing with problems. Yes, business has changed dramatically or incrementally, but it's like, you know, being there, done that. Almost that could kick in. So what we, we wanted to see is this this uh, tenure, if you will, and tenure not in one company across multiple companies, but in a given role, does that start eating into what you could truly be doing? And if at all, that's the case, how do you bounce back and or maintain your edge? So when you look at the expectations, of course, as you are adding years to your tenure, people start thinking, okay, this person should be able to walk on water. How have expectations changed, would you say, in the terms of level and variety then, uh, since the time you started in the leadership versus the way it's now?
3: I think they've uh, you know, changed tremendously. If you go back the IT department, the CIO, they probably just had more of a technology head-on. They had a back office uh, role. They were in the shadows a little bit. And fast forward to the last five-plus years, it's been more of a front-office, customer-facing, partnering with your business leaders, working on uh, areas where you can develop business revenues, areas where you can actually help with the business process. So I think we're core to uh, marketing efforts, uh, new customer initiatives, et cetera. So I think we've, uh, to sum it up, I think it's from the back office to the front office and uh, all the way with the executives across the board and, um, and just driving the IT function and the digital function to uh, uh, things that support our business.
2: So even that change that you mentioned, if I spoke to you in 2008, I think that that era had started even then, and you would have been very excited as a student to learn something new, to dabble into something new. But now if you're eight to 10 years out and you're still uh, looking at the changed expectation, the dramatic change that you mentioned from being a back office to the front, even that has happened, and it's been there for a number of years. So what excites you?
3: probably the the next part is what we're seeing with uh the the newer technologies so all of the uh the various cloud initiatives and the internet of thing uh type of initiatives uh data analytics how much more uh, operations are driven by uh business intelligence and dashboards and how we can put more information in the hands of the um of the business uh, uh operations folks and i think the other topic that is just uh, exhilarating is what's going on with uh, a cyber and cybersecurity and how we protect our, our networks and how we uh, manage that whole process. I mean, that's just something that's in the news every single day.
2: So if I were to abstract ourselves from what's happening, it is another change, Right it sometimes change was different uh, in terms of, uh, you know, technology to becoming a business person and now again coming to technology and something else will happen tomorrow. So when you look at your life as if it was a movie, with the changes in the scenes, that brings that, you know, a little bit of an elation uh, momentarily, but Mm -hmm. then life is the same. How do you feel you are, consciously and subconsciously, as part of an actor in that movie who is also growing in the process because excitement is one Mm -hmm. thing which will come for a little bit. But are you able to say that you are at the top of your game all the time or somewhere in you says, you know, this is another change. Yes, I will do what I have to do. But man, I'm not a kid in a candy store.
3: I I think that kind of of set up the first part of of the question you're talking about, you know, the change or the Kind of the movie perspective, I think you have to realize that uh, everything is going much, much faster. If you picture like an animation, how many slides per second or whatever, I think what we're dealing with today and the last few years is that things, uh, the world, everything is going so much faster and you have to just uh, be ready for that. You have to prepare for that, leverage your experience to uh, manage that change at a, at a faster rate. And uh, you I obviously have a passion for it, so uh, I I kind of embrace it, and I feel like I am still at the top of my game, actually.
2: And when you're looking at um, the different experiences that you've had and you are trying to leverage, or basically the very DNA that you've developed for yourself, would you say that you are continuing to use the same DNA, or you are even attempting to evolve that DNA so that you are relevant?
3: I actually used the kind of the phrase uh, DNA in a, a board presentation yesterday when we were talking about a topic and how it's just inherent with what we do, and and the, the topic would have been something, you know, 10 years ago, it's so much different today. I think what we do as leaders, we leverage our experience. We don't try to recreate step-by-step step everything we did 10 or 15 uh, years ago, but we leverage that experience. And then we color it with what are the, the latest trends, uh, the way people act today. Just one example in terms of our office space. Now we have all these more open collaboration spaces. Um, everybody is, is, it's all glass walls. It's all open and low. And everybody can connect with people. Think about years ago, everybody would be, be individuals in their cubes, Think about how that just organizational environmental change has has drove collaboration and working with all of your colleagues.
2: And would you say the avenues that may be still there where you feel you have to grow yourself, even though you know you are getting some things in front of you which you handle. Sometimes you fall, other times you would uh, you know succeed in the first cut. Where do you see the growing? Is, is happening because that's what keeps you, uh, what you could say, alive professionally. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think the growing uh, for me is to be able to uh, um, obviously embrace the change, but also the mentoring. That's probably the, the most important part so you can uh, delegate more. We have, ter- uh, I work with just a tremendous uh, staff. And I don't. I, by no means do I micromanage like I would have uh, ten years ago. I don't need to be in every single meeting. I don't need to be, um, you know, kind of dictating uh, how every step is going to go. I just check in where I can, check in as needed, and then the most uh, rewarding part is just watching people grow and develop. That's really the exciting part: watching them work with our business leaders, watching them go out and talk to customers. Uh, seeing situations where our uh, our IT leaders are asked to go back to Europe and and visit some of our um, other offices and, and support the the business operations, so just kind of driving the ship that way and watching everybody develop and grow is just very very exciting.
2: So this is what you are doing, and of course, this is what you feel the best. It is in terms of the time and effort that you put to steer the ship in the right direction. That, that that's your responsibility. Now, let's talk about the edge. Where are the potential risks of your edge being blunted, if you will? I think as part will. of going, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think if you, if you just,
3: well, you have to have the inner drive and, and you just sure, uh, you know, don't want to be complacent. I was, was kind of thinking about uh, the edge and, and the example kind of uh, thought of this morning. Look at uh, Joe Madden. So uh, Joe Madden, is a uh, season leader. Look what he did for our uh, Chicago Cubs. Um, just amazing. Uh, again, a season leader. Him and I were both, uh, when we were born, we were, Eisenhower was president. When uh, both of us were born, he was on the front side. I was on the back side of that. But he brings energy. He brings excitement. He When these guys go on uh, road trips and they dress up, or they go on road to wear Blackhawk jerseys or something. I mean, so you have to have fun. You have to trust your people. But he is a season leader that is still very firm in terms of how he handles his pitching staff in the World Series or whatever. You knew that he was driving it. But uh, I think the players respected him, and then look at the results. They speak for themselves.
2: So, yeah, of course, you know, that's the result that we saw that he's maintaining his edge. The million-dollar question is... That which are the areas which, as a season leader, typically would be the the victims, where you would be having a risk of losing the edge, which in turn will pull you while you may be season leader, but your effectiveness could be jeopardized. What are those areas where we could fall short on 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 the edge part?
3: I, I think that if you, you would fall short if you're not open to the Um, probably the technology shifts and the way uh, people like to work uh, shifts, but you're not going to try to recreate a completely centralized data center where you're doing all the hosting like you did 20 years ago and you're doing all of the uh, systems like you did 20 years ago. So the minute you stop growing and developing in terms of how you can implement new solutions, um, I, I think that's going to that's going to slow down your progress, and I think you'll realize that. But as long as you have that um, excitement, uh, you have a, a purpose, you're connected uh, with your colleagues, um, I, I think you're going to maintain that edge. It'll be pretty obvious uh, to everybody in the room if, for whatever reason, you've kind of stopped that drive or that desire. It'll um, it'll impact you almost immediately.
2: Let's take a quick break, listeners. Uh, we'll be right back and talk about success, which typically means when we have expectations and we exceed them. Now, every time when the expectations increase and we are supposed to exceed them, after some time, it will be um, crushing your spirits and or it will be not suicidal but something which is going to be self-inflicted if you keep those expectations raising to a point where you know you will not be able to meet them. And the rest of the world's eyes are on you. So do we try to control what others expect of us or we do something dramatic on a regular basis so that we get that uh, power and influence and capability? To meet and exceed those expectations, which is what is going to deem us as a seasoned, but more effective and successful leader. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
3: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: Visit today.
1: Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. So, we're talking about success, which to the rest of the world and even to ourselves is defined when we are setting some expectations and we are exceeding them. And if we are going to see as a seasoned leader with you, Kevin, for example, over the years, while the, the expectations may have changed, but they also qualitatively be increasing in terms of what you are capable of. So anything thrown at you, people watching you or looking up to you, that may be they, they may be raising the bar for you. So how are you managing or how a leader should manage? Should they manage it or they say, bring it on, I'll, I'll tackle it?
3: I think I think it, the leader has to be open to um, almost everything that's expected. I think the demands uh, have changed so much in terms of um, i. t. technology, digital, et cetera is is uh, the requirement is to help drive revenues, help drive business value, and things that we would have done. Uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, check the box, keeping the data center up, keeping, you know, like we talked about, keeping the technology, uh, current. Now it's like, okay, that's great. You did that, you know, 10 years ago. What are you going to do now to ensure that we have, um, more direct revenues? We have more customer satisfaction with, uh, with some of the, uh, the programs that you put in place. And I think the expectation that you're, Your IT leaders are literally on the phone talking, visiting with customers, and adding uh, kind of revenues and delivering at a very, very rapid pace. We talked earlier about how things are going so much faster. So you have more requirements, more business, business, business requirements, and you have to do it uh, much faster, And, and you have to have the energy to stay with that.
2: So the things that you mentioned just now, at least the tail end of what your response was more, I guess, indicating the management side of a person. Right. So so they, they throw something at you, you somehow make it happen. Mm-hmm. The leadership, on the other hand, is something where you're able to help them see something new or you create a vision, have everyone follow you to that vision and, and of course, make things happen, but management can be done by your crew with under your guidance, but you are still the person who everyone will say, okay, can this person help drive results? How the person does it could be a combination of leadership and management. And within that, let's talk about the leadership component. So as a leader, does someone say anything I put in front of Kevin, the person will be able to create a vision around it, rally the troops, and somehow make it happen, is that sometimes looking like it's going out of bounds? Or is it something that you have to manage to make sure that you don't over-promise in that pursuit of being seen as always a person with this, who's a season leader, but he has an edge?
3: Yeah, I think um, uh, the expectation is, and you have to be realistic, but you have to um, over-deliver, uh, the demands are so great that one thing we're seeing is that we're we're fine tuning some of the uh, deliverables uh, every couple of days because there's so many priorities there's there's so many demands and that each one of the people that are 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 supporting these different initiatives i I think really what we want to get to is their leaders they they are managing that backlog, they are managing that uh, customer and, and business expectation and you have to be fluid. you have to be kind of a combination of patient, but then also uh, aggressive and very very focused. I mean it's the I think the the demands on us are greater than they've ever been, but the the success is when you just, you know, you look back and you kind of look at your whole backlog and what you've accomplished, and you get the feedback from the business that uh, you've exceeded their expectations. That's really where the excitement is. And it's leaders throughout the, uh, the team uh, that, are, that are supporting that. Uh, there's no way one CIO is, is going to be able to manage all these expectations. So uh, the delegation and
2: the freedom that
3: people grow and develop
2: is the exciting part for me. And if you are looking at uh, situations, right? So you mentioned that you're seeing things coming from all directions, and these are new situations you're dealing with. But still, they may have a pattern which compares to any previous situation you may have dealt with. Is uh, as a season leader, you can talk about your the way a season leader thinks or approaches. Do you think every time that oh yeah, I've, I've had this, something like this before. Let me see if this fits in that mold, or You say, this is a blue sky, or it's a white sheet of paper. Let me redraw with the fresh thinking and raw intelligence. What's the natural gut for someone who is a seasoned leader, yet has the potential or or is doing the right things to keep their edge?
3: I I think it's that hybrid. I think we have this inherent uh, kind of historical perspective on how things were accomplished, how um, success uh, was delivered. But you have to be very, very careful that you're you're living in today, um, you're you're going forward, you're thinking uh, new and different, and you can you can kind of look back and see. Uh, I would say from a milestone perspective, um, what things were accomplished or what how you manage expectations. But you have to be very, very open. This is a much different world we're in now. Um, I, I'm going to just say it again as far as the fast pace and the speed of everything. So you have to be ready to kind of manage that and juggle it uh, every single day. And you have to be out in front of it. And you have to have a little bit of a thick skin that um, you're going to get some pushback. You're going to get some, um, some areas where it's, it's challenges. And you have to just work with it.
2: Would you say, in the, the in continuation to what you just mentioned, if I gave a situation to a season leader, would a natural gut reaction to that would be, let me first see what I did somewhat similar in the past and then see what new I can do? Or you say, let me take, it, uh, take a very, very objective and an open look at it up front first and then see what I can bring the experience later.
3: Yeah, I think the 75% of it is let's, Let's look at this in uh, in today's vision. let's look at it new and different. How would we handle this independently of all that now, all that experience could actually be a drag on you if you're going if you're always living in the past uh, what you want to do is you want to take this and say how can I creatively how can I from an innovation perspective, from a uh, delivery perspective, how can I address that in the current uh, framework and enterprise that we're dealing with, and, and don't go back and kind of tap into these old, um, these old views until you really, really need to, and if you tap into them, just really from a milestone perspective, accomplishment as far as timing or delivery, but think new and different all the time, I would think.
2: So typically as a seasoned leader, and there are two types, right? So there are people who have been going to different companies uh, because they got bored or whatever the reason was throughout their career. And then there are people who would be there in the same organization, continuing to add value because they find a variety and they continue to learn. But do you think to keep an edge? Like, for example, what, what you've done, I'm sure you've been there with AAR for some time. And if you have the same environment, almost same set of people, some changing or not, and, and then the same management philosophy, etc. How do you bring variety in it so that you see that fresh thinking which comes in yourself, not just others? I think it has you, to start with you. Yeah.
3: I think what you have to do is you have to embrace the way the organizational, um, uh, changes at, at a company are. And I think every company goes through rapid change, especially over the last 10, 15 years. And, and we're no exception of that. We're a much different company, a much more uh, focused company on, on certain services and uh, uh, capabilities. And you have to make sure IT is is with that and partnering. Uh, the importance is that IT continues to Uh, deliver as the organization changes and IT has to throw a couple things out there that we want to go with these initiatives. We want to try these new products. We want to get this uh, investment and you have to be ready to um, get out in front and kind of project out where the business might be going, what type of solutions they might need, and you have them already uh, uh, ready to go.
2: And would you say your edge is also dependent on the type of people who you surround yourself with and if they themselves have been around for like in there. So you are a group of people which are not safe for sure, but could there be a risk of being cocooned in a set of thinking, a set of advice, a set of approaches which prevents you from being able to have that blue sky capability even as a group, let alone you being the leader?
3: Yeah, I think what we've... uh... What we've seen here is that there's been uh, the traditional IT and there's also been uh, with very smart leaders here to to bring in some new uh, digital initiatives. The digital initiatives uh, help us make sure that we have the latest and the greatest um, strategies and capabilities. And then the art is to blend these digital initiatives with kind of the core IT capabilities Blended together, it's a, a very powerful solution, and that infusion of what we want to do on the, the digital side and from uh, new leader and new leader objectives, that infusion of these new desires and objectives, and then the foundation, IT is this very, very strong uh, foundation that kind of feeds these, that, that partnering is uh, what we see has uh, been very successful over the last, even just the last year.
2: And talking about the decision making, because you got the people, they you are making changes, and you got smart management. Everything is great. Now, would you say you will take their experience and yours, like the gut, if you will? Is that what should drive the decision making and the approaches you take? Or would you say let us get some specialized army of advisors as needed, go data and analytics direction and and drive it that way so that you are no longer limited by the human complacency which knowingly or unknowingly may creep in.
1: I
3: think the um, it, it's kind of a combination. I I love um, analytics and 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 kind of just the. Uh, the metrics and the KPI, but it's I think you also have to have the uh, analysis and the, uh, the human factor in terms of what the data is saying or what is practical. I think it's a, it's a blended approach that we have to take. I mean, it has to be um, core data-driven strategy, core uh, KPIs to drive everything, but then there's just a number of intangibles that you have to be ready for, and the intangibles are are kind of driven by your experience and the the human factors of the people around you
2: and and to that decision making we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and explore so what what we should talk about is in this whole decision making process, and you you rightly said that there will be a a mix between the two. Would you say that our approach to to be where if we want to see a change, we cannot do, do the way things were done earlier. And that continual change, not only in terms of, okay, the tools that you use, what data gives us, but even our gut. So our gut is also in a way formed over the years with certain uh, variables or or, or or patterns that we have seen. Does that have to be rethought? Because otherwise you are influencing whatever other data is telling you with your older gut, which should be fundamentally recharged or renewed. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and talk about how to build sharper decision-making.
1: You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. So to this end of building, or rather, making sharper decisions, uh, we have to, as as we discussed, use the tools. Have a team of people who we work with. But then we are also saying that, yes, we cannot undermine the gut that we have. Now, let's talk about that very gut, which is dependent on our past experiences, what we have seen happen. And to some extent, it is leveraging things which could also be uh, undermining, no, unknowingly, undermining the, val- the, the, the quality of the decision you make. So how do you keep your gut, give an edge to your gut itself for you to be a better leader?
3: Yeah, I think it's... Um as a leader now, I think things have changed where um, even if your gut has a, you can visualize um, how long a certain uh, task or, or effort is going to take, but you're sitting in the round room and everything, like we talked earlier about, everything's built more around collaboration, sharing ideas, more agile methodologies, and kind of the blend between the agile methodologies and the uh, the traditional waterfall uh, methodology, system development, uh, life cycle, things like that. Um, the blending of the two, the agile methodologies are going to uh, maybe be a little more aggressive. They're going to not have a clear picture. So you're the leader, and you're you're kind of want to help these agile methodologies be successful. And you realize that there's maybe more risk with them you have to kind of blend it and you have to let it go. You have to be more free to let things play out. You have to have more patience than you, maybe you would have uh, years ago And because there will be risk-reward, I believe, if you eventually get it right. But it's not going to be as cookie-cutter. Uh, leadership is not as cookie-cutter as it was before. It's not uh, kind of dictating how everything's going to come together. You have to be willing to... Uh, take a back seat you have to uh, be willing to let your uh, your team a little more trial and error you have to uh, hopefully they have more kind of creative ideas there's going to be definitely bumps in the road there's going to be more surprises and when you when you run into those surprises you have to make the best of it you have to keep pushing forward and you can't, you can't kind of draw a line in the sand. You have to say, okay, fine, let's try this then. And so I think patience and, and letting things play out because there will be benefit at the end of the road.
2: And that approach that you just mentioned about being flexible and giving the autonomy or the authority for your people to make mistakes, are you saying that that particular approach Itself is a sign of someone who's going to be able to maintain their edge as a leader and 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 uh, make a difference. That that what you say is a significant contribution towards not only improving yourself, but also the outcome.
3: I think so, and I don't know if it's necessarily. Um, I wouldn't focus on the quote uh, mistakes. I think it's more of the uh, kind of the learning curve. It's more of the uh, the progress that that people are making. And I think as a leader, you have to, uh, be more accepting. You have to be more, um, you know, or just maybe be continue to be positive, optimistic with a new kind of set of rules or a new set of objectives. And I think as you go back and forth, the interplay, it it, it all works out at the end, but it's, it's an exciting time. And you just, I think you have to be flexible, obviously, like you touched on.
2: And when we are looking at the leaders who, especially like seasoned leaders who have been there, done that, there must be areas which they recognize that what brought them here, even when you, like you're a seasoned leader today, in the last eight or ten years if you were doing the CIO job, that's the, that, that's the effort and the experience that you got, which got you to where you are. Would you say, would you be willing to creatively destruct some of that in order to make room for the new so that you can keep your edge or would you take the whole baggage along?
3: I I think, you know, it's really a question of uh, how are you as a, as far as change management, how are you as uh, accepting things uh, that they, that kind of evolve in front of you? Um, I don't know. Give me, give me the question another
2: way. So, Think of uh, you. You did certain things a certain way, and and they worked. But environment is changing. Other things are changing, and and you are supposed to keep your edge. And you know certain things may or may not work. Are you willing to forego what worked in the past and fundamentally refresh yourself to keep your okay. edge? Yeah. Perfect. You have
3: to. You have to. I mean the. The traditional uh, methodology, the traditional things that that brought you here, uh, they may not have held up uh, over time. So, um, the things that you uh, believed in, the things that you um, woke up and and the way you drove uh, drove projects, etc., is completely different. It's it's much more open. It's much more collaborative, and I think you. Uh, are going to be successful when you're not the person speaking in the room the entire time. That uh, you're listening more. You're you're watching these these kind of shifts evolve and change, and you have to embrace that and accept that. And you look for different measures of the uh, team accomplishments and, and let it get distributed across your organization.
2: So, is there a, this is an analog approach or or either a digital or a binary approach it's a wake up call one day to say okay i have to clean certain things up because that's not working or is there a part of someone as a season leader as you are who kind of it's a daily meditation of sorts to say okay this is the cleanup part i have to do and i have to continually evolve uh so that i let go of some of they were not bad but they are not just relevant those skills or, or competencies or mindsets or limiting beliefs or enabling beliefs
3: I think you you empower, I mean, we've been empowering people for years and years, but you're empowering people at a much higher level. I mean, what can you do to give as many of your folks the quote uh, FaceTime, uh, the visibility, the freedom, uh, the opportunity to be um, leaders in their own right? A a really solid team is going to have everybody's going to be able to work kind of independently. When we talked about all of these pressing demands, the, the CIL role as I see it is you, you basically get managed uh, to, uh, escalations, manage the things that uh, people are going to come to you and say, I know that you have you know 25 things going on, but this is required for this particular deadline, and you have to kind of drop in and make sure you're going to address uh, that deadline and and the beauty is having your team uh, willing to let you drop in and micromanage at the point level uh, when there's been some type of e- escalation and they respect that and then the other 85% of the time you stay out of the way, you let them do their thing, you let them be successful you let them get the recognition uh, for what they're doing and the balance is when you have those unfortunate situations where you have to juggle somebody based on some type of escalation, uh, your individual leaders are open to that. They understand the circumstances. They understand what we're trying to accomplish. And they don't, they don't get uh, frustrated that you're maybe uh, juggling them a little bit. So I, I see that kind of evolving much more in this fast-paced uh, world than we would have ever done, heads down, let somebody work on something for three months. That doesn't happen at all anymore.
2: So as a season leader, if you were to do your own performance review and maybe create categories where you would see these are the areas I need to continually evaluate to see if I'm keeping my edge, what would that categories look like?
3: Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great question. Um, I think uh, one category would be uh, innovation. So are you open to new and different things uh, another category would be um, boy geez that's a great question
2: uh, uh, my, my idea was not out. to stump you but I'm trying to see if someone is thinking yeah. and, 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 and you know you, you're trying to say that okay I give myself an A plus or maybe not as A plus so, so what would those categories even so when you're doing reflection you've got to have some structure right you cannot be really yeah. all over the place
3: yeah um i i would i would go back to the the number one category for me and this is uh, a topic we talked about years ago was that uh... customer service i am we talked extensively on that true blue customer service and i would i would go back to that because it is as important today um as it was as it always has been i think the i t folks i think the digital folks we are in the customer service business we have a requirement. We have to uh, put a smile on our face. We have to be positive, optimistic that we're going to um, support our business. And I think once you have that relationship and people know that inherently, even though you have more requirements than you could possibly ever accomplish, that your heart is in the right place, that your effort is in the right place, that your entire team is following this uh, this um, initiative, these requirements, and they're doing everything possible. I think the respect you get from that and the uh, the goodwill goes an awfully long way. So it's how can I ensure that I never lose that uh, in my in my review that it's like you're difficult to work with or you're you're not you don't see the big picture or whatever. And that to me those are. Um, highly driven by customer service skills, attitude, and, uh, uh, you know, positive relationships.
2: How much value do you give to the calling? You know, everyone has a calling and you became a seasoned leader and it takes persistence. It takes all the effort and the passion that you need to get there do you think a person should evaluate whether they're still sticking to their calling even though whatever that has been said? And, and we're talking about the big picture. You see what I mean? Yeah. Not only in the, the organizational context, but your personal, because at the end of the day, you're the one who's monitoring yourself. Mm-hmm. How much value do you put to that? Do you think about your calling while you've been here, done that, and say, am I sticking to it? Yeah. I mean, I think the your calling
3: is... Is how are you adapting? How are you growing? And are you willing to, uh, put the same level of effort in, uh, that you would have done 5, 10, 15 years ago? Are you going to, you know, take home, uh, all of the reports and do the research and, and live it every single day, wake up, uh, early and prepare for, uh, significant meetings and, um, as long as you have that same energy and drive, you're you're satisfying your your calling. I mean, in some ways, I think um, as a leader, I am accomplishing more today uh, than I did last year and more than the previous year, et cetera. I mean I think the the calling is that you want to be successful, you want to be recognized as a, a force in the organization. you want to be recognized as a a team builder, and somebody that's going to be uh, relied on, and knowing that it's you, it's harder today than it ever was, and it'll be harder next year, and your calling is that you want to be successful, and you have to work to to maintain that edge.
2: Let's take a quick break, listeners. When we come back, let's talk about the authenticity and the identity, which could be the very foundational blocks based on which the leader became what they became and now that they are at this moment where they have lots of experience people want a whole lot from them and have higher expectations and in that pursuit of keeping an edge and meeting others' expectations what do we do to make sure that we don't lose ourselves in the race please stay tuned listeners we'll be right back
0: Visit today.
1: Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit BlackBerry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjoe Gall. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. So we are uh, expected a lot from, and uh, the DNA over the years as a season leader is somewhat set. So do we risk losing our identity and authenticity in the way we are ongoing on an ongoing basis meeting and exceeding other people's expectations? That's going to be a zero sum game if end, it, it ends up being that way. So how do you preserve the you, the real you, while you were becoming a seasoned leader and in the process of keeping your edge? I think it, it's um, it's a great question. I think it's,
3: you're inherently, um, boy, let me think about that for a second. I think the, I don't know if people change. I think the difference would be if people stop growing. So you can still be your your core person. I think if you ask the folks around here that have known me, for for 20 years, I'm I'm pretty much the same person. I'm pretty much um, as flexible uh, with people. I'm caring and uh, supportive of people. And you have to manage the pressure. You have to manage the uh, the ongoing expectations and and know people. Let let people know that you're sincere and you're genuine and you're you're kind of flexible. And I think that's going to be the balance between. How you were maybe more hard-driving and charging uh, years ago, but you're going to be willing to accept more. You're going to give people more freedoms. You're going to be able to um, let things uh, let things happen outside of your control. Let things kind of uh, move and, and vary outside your control, knowing that uh, you can still kind of pull it back if things go off the rails a little bit. So that, that's how we, we kind of look at it here, I think.
2: Do you think there could be people out there who may be rock stars in front of the rest of the world, but inside something is not aligned to what they truly are because they've ended up you know, becoming focused and there's nothing wrong with helping others, serving others. But in that process, they somehow changed and they're not feeling themselves. I don't know. I would that would be that would be unfortunate. I think if if people, because it, it
3: takes the it takes the entire package. It takes your entire spirit um, to to get up and do it every day. So if you're living outside yourself in in any capacity, I think that would be that would be really challenging. Because where would the reward be? You have to have your inner reward. You have to know that what you accomplished today was what you were hoping to accomplish and what makes you feel good, you wouldn't want to come out of a um, a real uh, high-profile meeting, walk out of the meeting and say, yeah, I think that went okay, but I went against my, my kind of core values or I went against what I believed in or I went against um, well, what I thought just to maybe get a different reaction. I mean, I think you want to be in this thing 100% that what you're presenting, what you're communicating, what you believe in is what you're about. This is is the energy you bring uh, to the CIO position. This is the drive. This is how you're going to look out and support your team. It's got to be one. It's got to be core. And if you I think if you're at the point where you're representing something different than what you totally believe in, that that would be an issue.
2: Now, recently we know that uh, something like cybersecurity has really kept us all up at night, and it also sometimes makes us feel helpless, or it it challenges us to the core where we are not able to truly get our arms around it, and the, the war is still on. What someone like as a season leader as you would would see it as has that impacted you has that made you even sharpen your edge in the process of dealing with it
3: yeah i think that's that's a great question i think that's probably been the uh the most exhilarating topic that i've seen uh over the years because you wake up and you it's in the news um it seems like every single day you're seeing new uh, situations, new threat vectors out there that it's like that is really, you know, something you've never seen before. And it requires a uh, terrific team. It requires a tremendous amount of collaboration. It requires the most analysis that, that I've ever seen in terms of how can you stay uh, in front of this? How can you stay on top of this? And it's also been one of the most rewarding uh, times because it's a it's another objective. It's another. The world in your CIO world is the bar is raising. Now you have to be a, a chief information security officer, and you have to have the team in place that's. Uh, it's in their DNA that they're they're working on these threat uh, vectors. So there's to me, it's been the uh, it's been such a game changer in terms of uh, the obligations, the requirements of, of CAOs to manage. Uh, this new cyber threat it's, it's and we're we might just be at the beginning of this. I mean it's, it's just going to continue, but there's so many avenues and so many variations of this uh, amazing threat out there with cyber
2: with the type of people that we are dealing with or when even when we were growing up, we wanted to change the world. And we wanted to, over a period of time and now, now that we've had some experience, so the season leader, especially in this case, we are trying to see what we can change in ourselves. So how someone who is in, in, in on the path of changing ourselves and building ourselves can realistically create value by getting the other people who are in that change the world mindset still. It's just almost like an age-dependent de- age mindset. Mm-hmm. How can you be a leader? or effective leader, and keep your edge working with these other people who are just in that previous stage that you were in.
3: Yeah, I, I would say you, you want to be able to uh, inspire. You want to be able to let, um, if people want to take on more and they want to take on more and they want to take on more, you have to help ensure that they can they can accomplish that, that they can have um, the accomplishments they can do the hard uh charging for their careers and then if you can uh do anything to inspire and uh in some ways maybe (laughs) the phrase maybe get out of the way a little bit make sure that you're not impeding their progress i think if if you were to uh talk to the team i mean 30 seconds you have a good team you don't need to say no to them too often
2: all right. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thank you so much, Kevin. You're always a delight and loved a lot about your experience as a season leader, what you're doing to keep your edge and how others can follow suit. Thank you so much again, Kevin.
3: Thank you. I enjoyed it.
2: Thank you. And uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed the discussion, got some nuggets out of it. Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN, CIO Talk Network, and please be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless.